0: episode of Fresh Voices. Today I'm joined with Sherilyn and Courtney and we're going to talk about how we feel putting yourselves out there with new ideas, business ideas and things like that. Um, When I decided to do this episode, you were the first two people that I thought of. I thought who to me looks really brave on Instagram and you were the people that kind of came up to me. So if you guys want to tell everyone a bit about yourself, so Courtney if you start and just tell us what you do.
1: Yeah, so I'm Courtney, also known on Instagram as Courtney Fit London, and I founded a business called Cardio Collective, which has a blog called The F Word. Um, I'm also a running coach and just a general fitness trainer and a Nike training ambassador. And I'm also a student, so I'm studying a master's in sport business and innovation, which is Great for me because i'm trying to um use everything that i learn in my degree like with my business so yeah student coach and founder of cardio collective
2: (laughs) epic amazing so (laughs) i'm sherilyn um so a bit of a background about me i used to be a performer so i did sort of like singing acting dancing used to work for disney and cruises and and did loads of sort of things traveling and in that i found a huge passion for travel so i decided that i was going to launch my own travel community um, which is called Travel Addicts UK. And it's an online Facebook group where people share tips, ideas, and kind of like, I'm sort of like leading the way and prompting people to sort of share things. Um, I also have a YouTube channel and um, I've got my own personal Facebook and Instagram, which are quite sort of out there in terms of content. I'll do vlogs um, and I write blogs as well quite regularly. Um, and I'm actually a full-time content creator now. So I've had many a job in London um, and sort of in the process of that, got to meet lots of different people. Um, and then now I work full time as a freelance content creator for a coaching business. So that's what I'm doing from home during quarantine, which has been pretty cool. Oh,
0: fab! I didn't know that you was doing that
2: full time now. Yeah. So oh, it's been doing it part time before, and kind of just doing it, fitting it around my hours. And then I ended up um, getting shortlisted for quite a big travel competition, and and the woman I'm working for, I think she was kind of like, Oh, this is actually the kind of role I need in my business. So why would I not hire?" someone I've already got doing part of the role to do the full time and so she was like look do you want this job and I was like what do I do what do I do I'll take the job and it was good because in the end the competition fell flat because of Covid so I would never have got to be the travel ambassador for that role anyway. So everything happens for a reason <laughs> yeah it does and actually now yeah. I
0: remember kind of on Facebook Sherilyn Law you kind of put things out there about voting for you to do this travel thing when yeah. you did all that stuff did you feel that like did you feel like some type of way about asking people to vote did you feel like it was a lot of like like effort to get people to just yeah. vote or did you think like people were behind you
2: I felt really I just because a lot of the time obviously especially when I've there's lots of different things that I've done on social media. I've, you know, I entered like the, I did a dance, I auditioned for an NFL cheerleading squad. So I had to get lots of people behind me on that. So I had loads of people sort of like following me and liking that. And then I had travel addicts and then I've had like network marketing business. I've done this. So it always, and obviously I've done vlogs and I've done blogs. And I always kind of want to share things, but I guess it gets a bit, I don't know. I get a bit nervous sometimes. Cause I'm like, I've already asked a lot of these people you know, like, do I want to ask again kind of thing. And um, with voting, especially because I'd entered another um, competition to do with travel like the year before. And I just felt like the whole voting thing, you've really got to put yourself out there and put yourself public. At the time I had a job, like a full-time job. And I thought, this is kind of like, like people are clearly going to see that I work with, that I'm entering this competition, which means I'd be leaving the job. So there's definitely an element of like, do I really want to do this again? Um, But I felt at that point, there's almost like you get past the worry of it to a certain extent, especially if it's something that you feel quite passionate and excited about, then the worry about what people think about it goes out the window. And I was like, right, well, I need votes for it. Let's do it. And I felt confident with my, I do like a video entry. I felt quite confident with it. I was proud of it. So it didn't feel like I was sharing anything that wasn't in line with who I am and what I do anyway. Um, so it was really terrifying. But what made it easier was the company actually shared it first and then I had to share it from that. So I was like, well, it's already up there. I'm just going to share it. <laughs> So it felt yes. so, um, but there's definitely like a stigma, I suppose, around asking people to like share content and support and it can I make think, you feel a little bit scared sometimes.
1: Yeah. I think once you're committed to something and you know that you want it, like you just have to go all in. Yeah. And that's what I realised. I was like initially like half-heartedly promoting things cause I didn't want to like impose on people and, and kind of just constantly be in their face. And I was like, well, I really want to do this and I want it to be successful. I'm just going to literally just, get it out there and just keep on going with it. And even if like one extra person knows about it or supports you, you're like, well, it's worth it. Like at the end of the day, some people might judge, but ultimately I think everybody who sees it is like, oh, she's just working hard. Like she's just trying to like support herself and get herself out there. So I just, yeah, similarly to you, like it is scary at first, but you just kind of have to like get over that initial like pride thing about asking for people's support and just go for it. And then, you end up getting like all the help that you need so yeah
2: (laughs) because i actually feel like the more you commit to it the better it feels and the better your audience connect with it there's so many things that i've done in the past that have felt kind of half-hearted and like oh maybe i'll do a little bit of this and when you do that people just they feel like a disconnection from it and they're not gonna get behind you because they can't feel your passion for it i almost think that by committing and saying this is what i'm gonna do i'm sharing it and i don't care that is where yeah. people support you more,
1: yeah, exactly. They like buy into it because, yeah, they're going to believe in it because you believe in it. Basically, it's like infectious,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I think when I first obviously put this podcast out there, I was like i say i've i've been wanting to do it for about a year and other other people had said to me anyone that knows me knows that i talk for england so i'm always i love (laughs) debates i love talking about anything and i also really love learning as well so i don't like i was like very much like i love hearing people's opinions on things i'm very um i'm you know how everyone's talking at the moment about normalizing changing your opinion i've always kind of been okay with that and because i'm always like you know learning more things so i'm always asking people questions and things and people are like have you thought about doing this and i'm like yeah, actually I have. <laughs> and then after a few people said it to me, I was like, why am I not doing this? Like, yeah. also, I think when it's when you something that you re, like are passionate about, you don't do it for like the likes. Of the you know what I mean? You do it genuinely because you you really want to do it. And then if something comes from that, then then that's great. So I think actually I thought actually why am I not doing this? I, I'm doing it because I'm not doing it because I'm worried about people what people think. But I'm not doing it for other people. I'm doing it for me, yeah. and it's something that I enjoy doing. And, actually the response from it's been great. And the amount of people have been like, oh, I'd love to do something like that. That's a really great idea. Or I've said, I want to do something like that, but I'm so scared. And we all have the same sort of, like, I don't know, like emotions of being nervous and anxious. And like I was saying to you guys earlier, after I uploaded my first podcast, I was literally under my covers like like this. And I was like, I'm turning my phone off for an hour. I was like, I don't want to see any comments. I don't want to see anything. And then I was just like, what? It was not even that big of a deal. It's just like, it's just... Like, like you said, you, you're invested in it. Yeah.
2: And
0: then other people will be. And I was a bit kind of like, everyone was sharing it. Loads of people were sharing it. And I was like, if I share their share, my whole feed is going to be this and people are going to be annoyed. And then I thought, you know what? I'll lose some followers, so what? Like, you know what I mean? And all people <laughs> will mute you, great. If you don't want to see it, mute me. i have mute yeah. a lot of people. yeah. So it's not that deep. Um, when you first like started, so when you started doing, for example, you've both got blogs, right? So when yeah. you both started doing them, did you feel like your friends were like actually reading them or um, were behind you? Or did your friends kind of think, oh, that's that's just something that they're doing. It's not something I should support. I
2: personally had um, a difficult experience with my blog. And I think that, first of all, I I thought that before I did my blog I thought that if I can write a long status on Facebook if I can write a long caption on Instagram I can do a blog but that's how this works no it's not it's completely different (laughs) it's the same when I thought oh if I can upload a video I can do a live video no it's not the same it was definitely like 10 million times worse in the (laughs) beginning and I think it's just so scary because you're you're putting yourself out there so publicly and you want it to sort of get momentum but the more people that read it the more concerned you get you can obviously see how many people are reading it but then not you know not even half of the people are liking it or anything so you're just wondering you can your mind goes to what are people thinking of that and you know and one of my friends actually which really upset me and obviously it does because it still stuck with me um but I kind of said oh you know like I shared because I posted a blog I got like maybe five likes or something and um, quite a few people had, like viewed it but you know that was it and I know that not every view counts because, you know, they might just have a quick scan and go off it. Like it's not the end of the world. One of my friends, I said, oh, I've started a blog. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know. She was like, it was like when you posted, I had loads of spelling mistakes in it. And honestly, right, it made me feel like I just had a baby and someone someone had told me that it was ugly. Like, I was like, how could you, like, first of all, not like it, which I know is, like, so pathetic, but, like, you didn't like it and you didn't even think, oh, my gosh, I've read your blog, but actually there's a couple of spelling mistakes, here's a few corrections. You just let me go out there to the world and, you know, look (laughs) embarrassed. So it was a bit of a shock. And I was like, okay, I have to understand that not everyone is, I don't know, not everyone's going to react how you feel they're going to react. And then... I mean, I'm awful at proofreading anyway, because I write with so much passion and excitement. I start a, a sentence halfway through another sentence. And, you know, it, it is really hard. So when I'm reading things back, I often read them how, I'm, how I would read it. But obviously to the, to the other person who's not in my head, it doesn't make any sense. So that's something that I've had to learn to come through. But, you know, you will get feedback that's not going to feel comfortable, especially at the beginning, especially from people that don't really know what you're doing, why you're doing it um but you know I've learned from that and fair enough it didn't probably come across in the best way for my friend but at the same time I was like right okay I need to focus on this and yeah, just because yeah. people read it don't mean they're gonna like it and you know I've got to obviously check out my grandma <laughs>
1: <laughs> definitely I mean for me like when I started my blog I feel like I was thankful in the sense that a lot of my friends were supportive or at least they were sharing it and I was asking them like oh did you like this one they were saying yes but I mean, maybe they had like a quick scan of it. Like, I don't actually know, but people were sharing it and engaging with it. And, um, I decided my blog, like recently after I created it to focus on a lot of like the BME fitness instructors and coaches in the fitness industry, because I felt like their voices weren't being like amplified as much. And I started doing this last year and I found that recently with everything that's going on with like Black Lives Matter, people are messaging me like, oh, how do I access your articles? And just asking like so much more to engage with it. So I think that more recently, a lot of my friends that weren't necessarily that bothered about it before, are really trying to like actively seek out my blogs now, which I'm like, yay, like please, like everyone's trying to get more educated and stuff. So obviously I'm more than willing to share, but with my business, which now kind of encompasses my blog, I think I have a little bit less support and I don't know if that's because with a business people see it as more risky and they're not sure, um, you know, as to whether it's going to be successful or they feel like they might need to purchase something to be invested. Whereas with a like a blog, all they need to do is read it to support you. So I found it a little bit harder to get people on board with my business with the blog, definitely recently with um, like Black Lives Matter and everything, people have been like, yeah, going for it, which is, is good. It's good to know that people are, are keen to learn. So. I've got
2: a couple of points on that, actually, as well. So it's quite interesting that you say about the Black Lives Matter thing, because I, I always write about travel. I always write about lifestyle. But for me, it's personally so uncomfortable to talk about race. And I think for a lot of people, it is because you don't want to then, you know, someone to read it and assume that, oh, they're playing the race card and it's not like this. And there's so much sort of, conflicting ideas around it that it feels quite scary to put yourself out there and talk about things like race because it just it's an uncomfortable conversation for both sides. So I actually did a, a blog in all of this everything that's going on about Lives Matter because I was like this is not about me just saying oh this is you know my travel tips and this is what I've been up to in London. This is about me talking about how I feel and conversations that I'd had with my family members. Um, we, we decided to open the forum and just have a conversation about race and things that we'd experienced because. I wanted to write about it, but I didn't want to just say, oh, you know, things like this happen and that kind of thing happens. i wanted real examples from real people that, because I think a lot of people think that racism is like over there or like, oh yeah, it doesn't happen to people like you. Like, no, it's over there. It's like a distant thing, but it's every day and it's people that we know. So I decided to put this blog together. And obviously I was terrified writing it because I was like, I just don't know how this is going to go. It's not something that my audience, you know, particularly in like, they don't normally read about stuff like that, that I write. Um, and it, w- it got the most shares, the most likes, and the most engagement of any blog that I've ever written. And I was like, this is so fascinating because I write with an idea of like, oh, I wonder what people want to hear today. But I've not always been kind of like, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. I've kind of gone, what's trending? What can I kind of talk about? And that really helped me a lot because it made me kind of burst past a barrier that I'd always, obviously put up about that before. Um, so that was, I mean, it was fascinating to me, but also what you said in terms of business, um, I definitely think that so many people struggle when it comes to getting people to support business, especially in terms of blogs, social media posts and things like that. And I definitely think that there's an element of it where they worry that by maybe liking something or sharing something, they're suddenly going to get pounced on to, you know, buy this product or buy that or sign up for my course. And, you know, I I don't think that people realize that in order for your business to get anywhere, you need the support of the people. And especially the support of your friends. They want to, they want to kind of wait back and wait for you to be successful. And then they'll probably jump on, but you you can't be successful without them. Um, and you know there's people obviously I've got lots of friends that started businesses and I'll support and even if it's something a product or a service that I'm not going to buy like I'll share it or I'll support them in whatever way that I can Um, but I definitely think that there's there's some kind of disconnect when it comes to products and businesses and that people do hold back on sharing. 100% I feel like for me so I um, do
0: eyelashes so I do like eyelash lifts and I just am fascinated with eyelashes so I was like I want to I want to do this like as a course so I kind of first just did it like just for no reason really and I didn't even really think about it and then I was like okay actually I can do this Um let me make a page for it and I know something like eyelashes is not something everyone has done so I'm not asking everybody to like now start getting their eyelashes done but the friends that I do have that do get them done were like oh if you need if you need um what do you call it like a mannequin like someone to practice on and I'm like no I've actually I'm already qualified like i I'm actually qualified and I charge like half the price of what you get in a, ch- in a salon because I either will travel to you or they can come to me and it's, it's literally half the price of what you would get in a salon but yet people still feel like it's too much and when I first started I was like okay I'm just a message all my friends that have them done I was like I'm gonna do them for like just 15 pounds which is literally the cost of the products and um if anyone wants them done like I, just so I can get my portfolio out there and in a salon, it's 45 pounds to get your eyelashes done. So, and then everyone's kind of like, oh, oh, like people are just, they're so like brave to be like, oh, can you just do them for free? Or, yeah. and I was like, um, no, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I also have like a sister that, like, and a mum who I'm going to do them for free. And like my housemate who, I, like, if I offer, it's fine. Like, and I do offer like sometimes, like, I, my friend came around the other day and he came to see me and he was like, I need mean, my eyelashes dying. And I was like, I can do it, I'll do it. You're already here. And it doesn't cost me a lot to dye my eyelashes. So, but I've really- offered. Yeah, I've offered, but I think I've just paid for the course, I've paid for the bed, I've paid for the products. And then everyone's just like, wait, I've got a friend that does eyelashes now. I don't have to pay for them anymore. And I'm like, okay. And like, for me, it's not a business that I'm like passionate about. I just did it on the side and now I just do it when I'm free. I'll be like, oh, I'm doing eyelashes again, like, whatever. It's not something that I'm really passionate about. I just, but I can do them. And I, but so i just think if you're gonna come if you're gonna come to me like i'm not begging you to come to me if you're gonna to come to me at least like take the price that i'm giving you you
2: know Maybe like if that was your business imagine if that was the direction you were gonna go and yeah. you had that reaction from it and that was what you wanted to completely do it would just be so difficult and look mates rate yeah. is the real thing like of course like we're gonna to want to look after our friends and do what we can but like you said there's a difference between offering and just expecting and i think it's that expectation that makes it quite disappointing sometimes um, because the end of the day, you've still got to buy out for the products and you've still got to, you know, make some kind yeah. of profit from it. And I think that sometimes people don't quite respect that in the way that yeah. you hope they would.
1: And I think, um, like we were saying earlier with small businesses, especially when you're trying to grow and just gain any sort of traction, it's so important to have your friends support and you really rely on that. And even if they're not in a position where they're willing to, I don't know, switch salon to you or, or invest like financially in your business, if they can connect you with people that do get their eyelashes done, for example, that, um, that can form part of your business or your, uh, like share their network um, with you, or, or just, I don't know, word of mouth, like there's so many other ways that they can support. And I think sometimes friends, like you were saying, have an expectation and that turns a bit into like exploitation in the sense that they think, oh yeah, like I'm in now, I can get this for free, but actually um, that's not really the way to support um, the business. So yeah, like we were saying, mates rates, definitely like discounts are, are key, um, but yeah, you just need to, <laughs> yeah. you need to support your when, friend's businesses for sure. <laughs> when they think
0: you're, they're your friend, they just assume that you're like, I don't know, it's like they assume that you're just like some amateur, so they're like, Oh, <laughs> Like it's because yeah. I'm not working like in a salon, yeah. I have the same certificate that everybody else has. And yeah. when I did them for you for a discount mate, you love them and you know, but now yeah. you're like again, oh, okay, like I don't know, it's, it's just it's just I think now people are trying to support black businesses a little bit more, like with the yeah. movement. Um but yeah, and I think it is sometimes hard harder for well it is it is harder for us because people don't support us as much. So then to not have the support of your just your friends, let alone the public, it's hard enough for like people that don't know you being a black person. Then yeah. then like your friends don't even support you. So then what chance do you what chance do you have? And yeah. it's just it can be quite frustrating. Um I completely agree. Yeah.
1: I think it's that like personal, professional boundary, because obviously you know your friends in a personal capacity. So they might see you joking around like when you're going out, having dinner, doing whatever. It's almost hard to imagine your friend in a professional capacity and they're doing something that they're qualified in, educated in, that they're really passionate about. Almost like, because you know them in in the personal way, you don't remember the fact that this is actually their livelihood and this is what they're like dedicating their career to. So you kind of like take liberties a little bit because you think, oh yeah, but that's just my friend, but actually, you know, it isn't. But I agree with what you were saying, Sula, about um, black businesses. I think there is definitely more of an effort in the black community to support other black businesses, but also from non-black people to make like active decisions when they go and spend their money. I know for me, Throughout this whole like situation recently, um, I only just realized like the hair product that I was originally using wasn't black owned, but because their marketing and everything to me suggested that it was, I was like, oh yeah, like it was Cantu and I loved it. And I was like buying it from it all the time. And then I realized like, I'm actually taking my money out of the community for something that is literally our hair like it's it's kind of crazy so then um i obviously researched and i found a company called afrocentrics and um like yeah. now and they're black owned do you use them no but
0: my friend used I, talk, about them. I saw you post it because okay. friend and said to me oh i know i like she knows um of the girl and she was like i know the person yeah. is it. and i was like that's great i because i it is hard because when you're like i'm so invested in my products i've got and it took me a long time to find yeah. those products, and now i'm like Okay, you have to consciously now look for products. Exactly. Like I understand it, and I think I feel the same within the beauty thing. Like for me, I have my eyebrow lady. So then, if my friend was to start doing eyebrows, I'd be a bit like. But I'm, I also have like a loyalty to the woman I've gone to for the last six years, and um, so it's a bit. It's a bit difficult. But I think, like you say, when it's a company you don't know, like you say, like Cantu, like we should try. We should try, and like, exactly. don't owe anything to these people. I think it's. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely like on the lookout for new stuff. But I've not tried them yet because when I went on the website, the, like at the start of um isolation they had a lot of things that were sold out so I was like right I'll go and check again yeah um, so you can give me feedback on that. <laughs> okay,
2: yeah.
1: I'm loving it so far I've done like one hair wash and everything and so far so good. So oh, um, good. yeah I'll update you.
0: <laughs> well, I, had to parade, I got the done yesterday because I just my, my quarantine look was just so off key. Like <laughs> obviously i relaxed my head so my roots were like down to here and it was just frizzy I-, I couldn't and i just was like i actually just need a break <laughs> so, like, yeah. so yeah i'll be looking for new stuff um do you guys feel though so when it's your friends it's not your your business do you feel like you really support your friends
2: i feel that i do i definitely feel like there's a lot of friends with businesses and there's only so much you can sort of expand but most of the time if people come to me and say oh, you know can you share this can you comment on this like I'm more than happy to do it and um, especially like even more so if it's something that I know is relevant to my audience you know um, there is definitely a fine line I think for me I obviously I've got my travel addicts brand and I absolutely love it and the whole point, the whole reason that I created this particular group was because I was in a lot of different travel groups and, you know, I was getting tips and things, but they were really distracted with um, with personal blogs and vlogs and um, adverts on, and like selling like promotions. So I felt like I had to kind of like filter through everything to try and find the tips. Like I couldn't find it. And I was like, I want a reverse of that. Like I want a community, a travel community that is literally just purely about the tips, the advice, the ideas and the group. You know, I don't want it to be all about have a look at my because a lot of people post in these groups and say, have a look at my vlog," and then they, they don't engage with it. You know, they're not there. They're not really present. It's kind of like, have a look at this, have a look at this, then they disappear. So I was like, I want this all to be about community. So a lot of the time, obviously, because I'm leading this community, I get a lot of people message me saying, can I, you know, post my travel business? Can I give you all a discount code in Travel Addicts? And there's a lot of sort of people that come to me but with that I have to be so strict because if I said yes to this travel company yes to this yes to this it would just become a sales page so in that I'm extremely protective <laughs> I'm really protective with yeah. travel, but only because of what I personally experienced in other groups I just wanted this one to be different um but in terms of my personal profile if people come to me and say look would you mind sharing this would you comment on this absolutely like nine times out of ten that's what's going to happen um, and especially if it's something that I I've used like a lot I, I'm a bit extra of everything anyway you know if I eat a new sweet that I've not eaten before I'm going to post it on social media <laughs> <laughs> of course if my friend you know has a product one of my friends posted me some cakes that she'd made I was all over social media I was like, oh my gosh you won't believe this you know anything that we can do to support it doesn't cost anything and I, I know from being on the other side of it that I did have friends that you know probably weren't in the position to invest in what I had or you know but what they would do is say look I know someone who's really interested or I know someone that's kind of looking for that kind of thing let me get in touch with them and that is that isn't enough that is sometimes all that you need just that little bit of support and less of that like doubt and like, oh here we go again another business because that really that really just cut deep sometimes yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah I think um yeah I also support um my friends businesses and especially I think I've got more of an appreciation For my friends businesses after I created my own or like throughout the process of creating it because it made me realize oh this is actually what goes into it I think before I was thinking oh that's great what you're doing and just kind of thought that like conjured itself up from nowhere and that they just instantly had this business and then now I realize oh my gosh every single aspect of it is just such hard work that I just I'm so passionate about their businesses because I know how hard they've worked on it. Um, so yeah, definitely from creating my own, I've realized, um, you know, how how much that they've put in. And I think like you said, like social media marketing, like literally just an Instagram story or shout out or telling your friends about like, I found a lady who does like mobile gel nails and I just got them done. And I'm like telling my friends about her just because I think it's so great. And um, yeah, it's so key. And especially um, since I created Cardio Collective, um, which is like the digital run club that I have. So it's like an online running community. And um, I've like collaborated with, like we have a counsellor and a sport physio and a life coach and all of these people that I see doing great things. I'm now able to like bring into the um, the community and into the, the business. And that's kind of like another way that I can support them. And then they can equally like support me back in like the service that I'm offering. So yeah, I'm just like so happy that I found a way of, Of uh, supporting people in um, in more of a constructive manner, but yeah, supporting friends' businesses is is key.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think I definitely got better at it. I think for me, before I'll be honest, like I think I was a bit lazy with it. Like I didn't, I didn't really realise how hard people were working. I think I just I didn't realise what putting like it's kind of like you know I said you guys were people I thought of because I just I didn't would never have thought that, especially you, Jaden. I know you so well. I would never have thought you'd even be nervous like about putting. When you was like, oh my god, I'm so nervous. I was like. Well, great, because like people think that, oh, she's, you know, she's fine. Like when it comes to like voting and things like that, I've got no problem Yeah. subscribing, liking, those sorts of things. Like I've I've never had, but I think I just didn't do it as quickly before. So I'd always get around to do it, but I'd be like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. Or um I'll read, i read it in a few days or, and I think reading it in a few days is fine, but it doesn't take a second to go on press like to so the, so, you know, they get the, the views and stuff like that and then go back to it and then go, okay, because I've got loads of friends with blogs and, mm-hmm. um, yeah sometimes I like to I really want to take it in so I'm not if I'm busy at that time I'll be like I'm going to go back to it but I think just kind of going on there clicking like doesn't take a lot and what I found with like about doing this podcast is people will view it and everything but getting someone to press subscribe how hard is that <laughs> hard work <laughs> honestly like I just like and some people are like oh I don't have a YouTube account and I'm like everyone has a YouTube account just like go on there and sign in your email and they're like oh, okay and it's just it's just so hot, like, and I, now I'm like looking at all my friends' at the YouTube channels, like, subscribe, 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 because I just didn't think, I didn't realize, I never like signed into my YouTube either. So I kind of understand why people are so long about it, because I was long in the past, and um, but it was definitely not like a conscious thing of, oh, I don't want to support it. It was more like kind of like, oh, I'll do it in a minute, and then I might forget. And now I think, well. I deserve everything I get because I was so, so long before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it takes like really sometimes really, really understand it. But I think when it you good friends, it shouldn't take, it shouldn't take really even the masking sometimes. I think they should see it and like you know when you said your friend said about your blog Speller Mistakes. Yeah it shouldn't really take you to go, oh, have you read my blog? Like I've been saying that, you know, have you listened to my podcast or have you seen, but I don't even mind if you've listened to it, but people don't sometimes don't even mention that you you doing something new they'll just like not mention it and you're like oh did you know I was doing a podcast they're like yeah I saw it on social media and you're
2: like okay yeah. <laughs> all right okay conversation
0: <laughs> done <laughs> like, do you know what I mean yeah definitely um so I wanted to ask you about uh network marketing yeah so like network marketing is what people some a lot of people call pyramid schemes right yeah so, okay so I've never um obviously done that or sold or bought from one but I feel that there's a big like divide and people that are like so anti it yeah and, or either people that are like, like
2: open to trying it and did you have a lot of difficulty with that i did and i think as well i was on the other end of the thought like i had somebody that was selling that was trying to sell to me because she was like you'd be really good at network marketing but her uh what do you call it her technique was very um aggressive <laughs> So that's what put me off. And I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, I'm not interested. Like, I don't really, you know, use that kind of stuff. Like, it's not for me. And then I found a company that I was like, you know, I'm prepared to use these products because they're good. Like, they, they look decent. And it was so hard, honestly. Like, it's very difficult for people to be able to go look, I trust you. Let me try some products. And you know, I've, obviously I've got some amazing friends that were like, look, whatever it is, I'll try it. They tried it and they were like, actually, you know, I, I was actually looking for something like this. This is pretty decent. And the thing with network marketing is that it, it, it's good because obviously the product, the reason why the products go through people is because there's no obviously, there's no advertising, there's no adverts, there's no, you know, magazines that have got them in it. So it's all word of mouth advertising. But then obviously there's an irresponsibility in that where that not everyone's going to have the same skills in word of mouth advertising so a lot of the time people do get the wrong end of the stick of the whole industry because maybe they know a couple of people that you know have this sort of like more aggressive approach or you know probably aren't even using the products themselves and saying you need to buy this you know whereas with me i definitely feel like there were people that were already Before they'd even found out about what what it was I was selling, what I thought it could do for them, they had already made up their mind because they had somebody that they didn't have a good experience with in network marketing. And the same was with me. So it took me, it was really stressful because I was, I'd kind of seen both sides of it by that point. So I was like, I want to make a conscious effort not to be that person, but at the same time I need to try and find my voice and I need to get my voice out there. So it was definitely a struggle in terms of finding that balance and network marketing taught me so much about putting myself out there even when i didn't want to when i was terrified of doing things it made me go live it made me start a blog it made me connect with people that i probably wouldn't have normally connected with it made me go to events where i was rubbing shoulders with people and obviously one, the woman that i'm working with now we met within network marketing so it's like there's so many connections that you can have as a result of that Plus in terms of like health and fitness, it helped me get consistent. It helped me get organized in terms of finances. So it really, really did help me a lot. And I definitely think that if anyone wants something and they're kind of like, look, I need an extra side job. There's not, you know, it's not like you can just conjure products out of thin air. If you want a platform to start, network marketing is great because there's a product there that already exists. You've got coaching from people that are within the company and you get to kind of connect with people that also want to build something. Um, but then, at the same time, you've got to be responsible to your audience, and you've got to be prepared to learn the right skills that it takes to be ne- to be a marketer, basically, without you know harassing the crap out of everyone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, have you ever tried anything like that, Courtney, like selling or buying?
1: No, I've just. So the only experience I've had is as a consumer, and I get a lot of messages on Instagram. Um, of, like, different, like, pyramid schemes, et cetera, um, trying to, like, recruit me and, like, and get me on board. But I say to them, like, some, like you were saying, um, have the more aggressive tactic, um, which does personally just put me off. Uh, because I don't like to feel like imposed upon. <laughs> and then there's the other ones that actually send you like really quite nice messages and um, they'll like go through your feed and then they'll say, Oh, I really liked when you did this and this. I think you're great for the brand because of this. And I think you could sell X, Y, and Z. Um, but I always say to them, Actually, like it's just not something that I'm able to and willing to invest my time and energy into because I'm already like business work study like everything like that but I wouldn't be opposed to purchasing from a from one of these companies but um yeah I'm not sure if it's it's not the marketing strategy that like I would go for if I was trying to sell a product but I know that um they are pretty successful so I mean they must be doing something right and I have friends that are on like Juice Plus and Arbonne and like all of these like various uh companies so yeah I think that the, the, the st- strategy like can work but for me I've only been approached to be involved in it and I uh, yeah I haven't yet.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I I get approached on Instagram by, by just random people all the time um,
2: Yeah,
0: it's not I, I used to have the thing of like no like I used to be like oh god because I used to think who are these random people telling me that I'd be great at this you don't know me Um <laughs> <Like, laughs> And I, I'm not like, I know people that have been really successful in it. And I've got like, I think you do you, however you make your money is fab. Like go, go for it. But like saying exactly what you two have both said, the aggressive approach. It's just like, it. Might, I don't know. I feel like I know people think the aggressive approach works, but a lot of people that I know that have bought a product through that, through the aggressive approach have been like, oh, I felt like I had to buy it. And I think that's ne- that should never be the way. And um, the reason I like opposed to buying it is just because I just feel um, a lot of the way people like um, people have approached me and gone, Oh, do you want to lose any weight? Like here's Herbalife. And I'm like, uh, rude. It's not nice
2: to say that. It's <laughs> <but I'm laughs> like, got to be fat.
0: <laughs> yeah. And like, I just think, no. Um, though I have, I know people that swear that I like Herbalife and I want them and say it's amazing. And I don't think it's ever the product that I'm against. But for me, I wouldn't sell a product because I feel like, again, being in the fitness industry as well, um, I don't, I don't uh, like re- not not believing, but I don't I don't push like to push like substitutes for anything. I think that a healthy balanced diet is always the right way to go. I know like a cle- like oh, one's like a cleanse, and I know it's, it can be really good for you. And if that's for you, that's great. But it's it just doesn't work with who I am as a person and who I am as a trainer. So I think that and that's what I've said to people when they approach me. Just like I just I feel like I'd be completely contradicting what I say mm-hmm. in class than to say oh actually do you want to drink this like a coffee that suppresses your your appetite. I just think that to me, is just not who I, what I want to be as a, yeah. like, yeah, it's just not for me. Um, but then I know, I think I've approached somebody before because it was like a CBD oil thing that was really, I was really like um, interested. And then they just did not stop badgering me after I just wanted to like inquire. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm so scared to buy it because I feel like yeah. at the end, of the, when I've finished, you're going to badger me to buy it again. And I was interested. I was like, oh, I'd love to try it because I'd prefer to buy CBD from a private person than just go into like Holland and Barrett because I know that you can get stronger forms and I know that people like say it's great. But I'm scared to buy it from you, hon, because you're coming for me. <laughs> and I'm scared you're yeah. going to like force me to buy it again. And I think actually, yeah. you're losing sales by doing that yeah. because I would have probably tried it once and if it was good then, but I would have just like, also, it's a financial thing. Sometimes I'm like, I've got a bit of extra money. Let me try that. Yeah. when it's done, I might not have the money at that point. And then I think that pressure to then buy and buy and buy. Yeah. is just not so healthy for
1: anyone. Yeah. Like the aggressive approach definitely like makes transparent the fact that like the business model and um, their like intention is literally to convert you into a sale. Yeah. Um, they're literally just trying to like push product. Whereas if they were somebody who approached you in a, just a nicer and more welcoming manner or didn't even approach you at all just had their products there and and marketed and and wanted you to come to them they're the types of people that are trying to or businesses that are selling you like a lifestyle and a community and and something that you want to buy into rather than you want to be like okay you're pushing on me whatever i'm just gonna try it um like for example nike like they don't need to stand outside their shop and have people like hounding you on the street to go into the shop and buy their product because they know their product is good enough they're connected enough with like the community and they know that people are going to come to them because of that so I think for me especially with like developing a small business this year I've learned that it's just so much more important to focus on actually creating a solution to the problem that the people that you're selling the business to have Mm -hmm. and creating something that they want to be invested in rather than just like hounding them every yeah, like,
2: like what's what's gonna it? work for you what do you want to buy kind of thing yeah, like, exactly you mean. and i definitely think that because it's such a high volume of people that are in that industry you're more likely to see the people that aren't doing it quite right then probably the ones that are you know the ones that are successful you probably wouldn't even see them as much because they're marketed in a way that's not you know coming for you so yeah, yeah it's hard because i know that
0: now i've said about supporting friends i know i've got i can think of two friends in my head now that are going to go you didn't like they've asked me to share like um her I think it's not her but like something else and I've just said I look I'm really, really sorry but I just can't do that like oh, I for, on my social media because I have so many clients that follow me and I just think that that's just not something and I, I try to explain it in the nicest way possible but I was like if anyone ever comes to me and says like you know this is what they want to do or I would be like oh I've got a friend that does it or if someone's looking for kind of that that thing or cleanse or something I'll be like I'll recommend you word of mouth but I'm yeah and I feel like I know that probably came across to them as like oh you're not supporting me and I do I actually really support you. I think it's really brave like network marketing is so brave but it ha- like it has to be on I don't want to say on brand because I'm not like a influence or anything but I still I really like the way I teach and the way I like I really believe in the way I I've been through such a journey with my body yeah yeah I really want to stay true to what, what I'm trying to become and what I'm trying to become like with my body confidence is not using these sorts of things and just living like like all the, you know. So I think it's really hard. Like I know that I'm going to have people going rolling their eyes going, oh,
1: she says she supports us, but she just not And I'm like, I, I promise I will. <laughs> I think it comes down to authenticity at the end of the day. Like you can support someone and have the best intentions for them and really want them to do well in what they're doing. But if it doesn't align with like your own morals or what you're trying to achieve in your career or your message or your personal beliefs, it's like, I can support you from afar, but you don't necessarily need to become a part of what I'm publicly promoting because it doesn't match up. Like I know um, one of uh, like someone I know has a musical friend and he raps a lot about like, gang violence and like these sorts of things and as much as my friend wants to support him it's like this is not what I want to push out to the people that I know so I'm gonna maybe I'll buy a ticket to your event and whether I go or not that's you know that's by the by but um yeah you can support in a way that you don't necessarily have to affiliate yourself with with that company like with me there's a lot of things that I do do and I would promote but then also that I don't like, um, like you were saying herbal life or, or products, like, well, even supplements, BCAAs, things that I, I think that a lot of people invest in that they don't necessarily need. Um, yeah, it's just like a case of saying, I really, I want you to do well. If I can facilitate you in any way then I'm going to, but I don't want to personally like promote you online to people. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard one. It's a know. fine
0: line, isn't there? I think you, you know, you, if, if you've got good reason behind it and that's what I've tried to explain yeah. like to my friends, like this is, and I even said, like my friends, like I would love them to watch, like if they are going to share the podcast, for example, I'd love them to watch it. And, and actually like, it, don't, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, like, then don't, you don't have to set, pretend that you do. Or like, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying like, there's a difference between sharing what like, my friends with this new podcast you might find it interesting and then saying, oh my God, this is an amazing topic. Everyone listen to it. She's fab. Yeah. You need to say all that. Um, and or, or like if you equally, if they feel like something I'm saying isn't what they like, then I don't, I wouldn't expect them to just push something that they really, really are against or don't believe really yeah. it. So I think, yeah, there is a fine line there. And I think as long as you justify it, but then the ones that just can't be asked and they're, they're the ones that need to get in the bin. <laughs> 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 and do you think that people know the work that you put into it? Like the everything. So in mean, as you, like your blog, I honestly didn't realize how much effort goes into a blog. Like, I'm, I don't, but like, I'm, like, I'm like a writer anyway, so I know for me it'd be an effort, like, because I'm just like, I you know, <laughs> haven't written a pen's paper since I was about 17, you know I mean? so I feel like, I know that for me it wouldn't be like a, an easy thing to do, but I think, I don't think I realise the effort into the imaging and everything that goes behind it, and um, so I sometimes think that maybe people don't really understand, now I understand, but I think I didn't back in the day, so do you guys think people realise, um, the effort that goes behind what you do?
2: you both like no like even like because I have got my hands in you know quite a few pies at the minute and um for example I've got this community travel addicts and in that community there's 5,000 people in there and obviously I'm approving every single post you know I'm managing it by myself because I'm everyone knows obviously I'm leading that group like I said I do get this constant flow of messages you know my travel brand this 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 can you promote this can you do this so there's a lot going on even just within that group and then obviously I have to If there's people that are saying inappropriate things, they have to be removed from the group. So it's just this constant like little babying of whatever's going on within Travel Addicts. Then on top of that, I've then got the Travel Addicts Instagram page. So it's about organizing that, getting the feed right. Then I've got my personal brand, then I've got my vlog, then I've got my blog. There's all these different things that I'm kind of doing. And I don't think people quite understand that yes fair enough I might have my normal working day but before my working day is, even starts I'm already writing my blog I'm already editing my blog at the end of the day and then doing something else so there's a lot that goes into sort of managing these little things and they might just see it and go oh that's a nice post but there's so much more that goes yeah. into creating a nice blog and proofreading the blog you know making sure I get my spelling right and getting the right imagery yeah. in and um, a lot of the time I have people that message me and say oh I know you went to Croatia you know what's your top tips and I'm like Oh my gosh, so this is another reason why I actually started writing my blog. I was literally inundated with messages because people would obviously see where I'd go and go, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? What restaurants did you go, how much did it cost? And, you know, once you've been on, you come back you're like, I can't remember, like what was the currency even? I don't know what was going on. <laughs> when so I decided that I was going to write blogs so that if someone said, right, what would you do in Croatia? It's all in one place. I'm not going to forget it. I would just say, look, you know, this is what I remember off the top of my head, but I've actually wrote a blog with all the information step by step, what happened each day. So that might be really helpful for you. And people love that um, because it's a good way of getting all the information in one place. And that's how I operate as well. I like to have everything in one place. So I think that from the outside, when I used to see people writing a blog or posting a blog, I'd be like, okay, that's nice. That's pretty. But there's so much that goes into it. And it means that, You almost aren't necessarily, if you're doing something, for example, if you're on holiday, there's a little part of you that's thinking, right, okay, I need to make sure I remember this because I want to put it in a blog. So there's always like this little constant sort of, I don't know, like disconnect from whatever it is you're doing because you're thinking, right, how can I write about this? How can I help other people plan their best trip for this? I, mean, I guess it's the same even when you're doing fitness things when you're going to like i don't know like a fitness seminar or anything like that you're kind of already thinking right i'm learning from this yeah but also like how my audience going to connect with this how can i help other people so there's a lot that goes into it even in like the present moment and in, in the preparation as well
1: yeah definitely um yeah i think i completely agree with you in the sense that a lot of people don't know like how much goes into it they just see the end product they see the post and then they think oh great can I have some more of this? Can I, and like you said, they don't know everything of the process behind it. But I think for me, part of that is actually myself. Like I, I tend to personally like hide the hard work because I just want the business and the blog and everything to seem like really sleek and seamless. And I don't really want to like post my blog and then like, post all about how i've been up until this time in the morning (laughs) and all these things because i think yeah i i think initially in the beginning i was so wanting everyone to see that it was successful and that it was you know like seamless and everything but the more you go on, especially I think these days we see influencers, especially like talk about how, um, you know, really behind the scenes isn't what the end product looks like. Yeah. And, uh, even my friends, I think sometimes they're like, Oh, how do you balance doing uni? And then I work full time and I've started the business. And, um, and I'm just like, to be honest, I, I actually don't even know, like literally just like task by task is just how I get it done. I think the only person that actually knows, like, the challenges and, and how, yeah, like the failed attempts and then having to overcome it. Like there's even really simple things like how to set up your PayPal on your website, things like that, that it's just kind of like, you're, you're doing it for the first time and and they take so much longer than you think. But my boyfriend, he fully understands because he's the one that sees me like on my laptop, like, "Ah," like going kind of crazy sometimes, but to witness, that's, that's part of it. Like I think the journey and the experience, especially for me, like, studying business, like, I, I'm so happy that I've, like, set this thing up because I've just been able to learn all these things. Like, I could sit in a lecture hall for years and years, which I actually have, <laughs> thinking <laughs> about it, and um, I would never ever learn as much as I have in the last four months with setting up the business like Cardio Collective so um yeah I don't think people really understand it especially if you're doing it on a smaller budget like some companies they have like venture capital like angel investors and and everything and they kind of have so much momentum behind them that and they have so much external help but for people like us where it's like we're developing smaller businesses and gaining traction organically it's so challenging but I wouldn't change it, though I just yeah. <laughs> think just no, no, it's good. I think, yeah, I don't think people understand.
0: I think um for me, obviously I'm so new to this now and like the editing behind it. I'm literally like my first post, I literally must have listened to, and it was an hour and a half. I must have listened to it like freaking four hundred times. I I was literally I like, can't hear my voice anymore. Like I'm going crazy. All I can hear is the conversation in my head because I wanted to make sure that everything was fine and then everyone else is fine and then it's back. Oh, can you change this? Okay, do this, and it's it's constant. And like for me, I'm an actress. So I'm, I'm getting like self tapes through. I'm trying to keep on top of that. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to do monologues because for me, I'm an actress first and everything else is kind of what, I'm, what I've what i just developed on the side. So I've got that and I need to make sure I'm keeping up with that. Then I've got this. And then I've got someone going, Can you do my eyelashes? And then also, my boyfriend's here and he's also developing his own business. And he, so we're both literally just out our laptops, just like this. And be like, You're right. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it takes so much of your time especially in the beginning because you're just it's trial and error and you're like you're just trying to see what works and and you i think you want everything to be so perfect like the people that i'm isolating now they're just like you don't it doesn't have to be perfect it's your first few you know you don't have to it, if people don't like it they don't like it if you don't like it it's probably you that is like it's the probably like the only i can see the floor like the floors that i see the sort of thing and i think Like it was, I just learned so much about myself. And I think it's a great, everything you do, you learn things about yourself. Like I was saying earlier, I don't speak in full sentences. Like what was the sentence I just said? Like I literally have a thought and then just change the subject. And I'm like, no, you can't do that when everyone's listening. (laughs) And it's just all these things and and not just the work you put in, it's learning about yourself, learning how you're going to make it better. And then on top of that trying to get the support and trying to manage your social social media is a lot isn't it guys it's like
2: it's a constant it's like literally pouring water onto the ground continuously like it's like a
1: <laughs> literally it's
2: never it's never enough never ever enough but then i think this is a trend that's going on in business and you know social media and influence all that kind of thing it's about just pulling back that perfection curtain because i think that Instagram heavily was geared around perfection for so long, and inf- influencers probably over the last like year have started to go, look, you know what, life ain't perfect. I've got so like I've got this, I've got that, and it's kind of opened the door for people to be like, look, yes, fair enough, I'm running my own business, but it ain't perfect, and you know I'm, I'm doing this, but it doesn't mean I've always done it right, you know. And I think that it's okay to kind of not have everything put together. I know we're always going to be our own worst critic, and I've definitely understood that a little bit more now. Like I don't. I know that however however heavily I'm judging myself that's as far as it's going to go there's no one else sitting at home you know judging me any worse than I'm judging myself and yeah. my, what I'm putting out there so I will just have to be like right okay how hard do I judge myself on this one that means it's pretty good There's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so just kind of like that balance and that's okay because I feel like if we wanted everything to be perfect in our eyes if it was I would never post anything because nothing yeah. is ever good enough for the standard that I want to kind of create
1: Yeah. And I think like for me, even like this is something that I'm learning as well as I go through the process of like developing this business is that having that human side to a your business and also yourself like in in the digital space kind of makes people relate to you more and makes people wanna engage with you more. So in Cardio Collective, we have obviously like a running community um, group. And at the moment on the program that we're on right now, we do like three strength and conditioning workouts a week and then three runs. And there was one week and I was just so busy and so overloaded with everything. And everyone was like, oh Courtney, how did you get on with your like intensity run in the morning? And I was like, not gonna lie guys, I actually didn't do it. (laughs) And all these excuses, but everyone was like, oh my god, I didn't get around to do mine last week. And even though I was a coach and I felt like I had to be the one that was like leading by example and all these things. Actually, when you show that you're just a real person, you can't get everything right, you can't always do it like by the book, everybody kind of like feels it more and and wants to like be be with you and a part of what you're doing more. So Yeah. I'm
2: learning. <laughs> and I've, I've enjoyed that shift. Like I'm glad that the perfection curtains come down because it's not real and it's not sustainable. Like nobody can kind of keep that up without being honest at some point and or cracking. So I yeah. definitely think that the fact that we've got that sort of open space where yes, okay, we can keep pushing and keep doing what we're doing, but every now and then it's okay to kind of tell everyone like, look, I've, I've messed up or, you know, I'm not yeah. at my goal this week or whatever it is. Yeah. And people are forgiven of that. We're all human.
1: Definitely.
0: Sheryl, so. um, I want to ask you, because obviously was a performer I don't know how you feel maybe this is just me I feel sometimes you know when I've got like a new idea and I want to do it I feel because as performers we like chop and change a lot of things we're doing even yeah. though we're a performer but like I feel that sometimes people are like oh okay Sula's got another idea <laughs> Sula's now an eyelash technician Sula's now a podcast host Sula's now <laughs> a fitness instructor yeah and, and I'm like <laughs> so um, I worry that people are just like kind of being a bit like what who, like, my dad is the worst. He's like, Oh, babe, what are you doing now? Or, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm still an actress, I just have to. I have, if I, you know, what, if we only acted or danced or whatever, you'd go crazy. It was yeah. Because, like, a lot of our career, we're out of work. Yeah. So, if you just say, Well, I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to get a part time job and just go to castings and do that, your mind will just take over itself. Okay. So, you, I feel like that makes us more creative and makes us want to do loads of different things. Um. I don't know if you have
2: anything like similar to that do you ever feel that people think okay definitely Definitely. because I mean (laughs) if you have a look at my CV it's ridiculous like I've (laughs) done every job in the world like it's ridiculous because obviously the life of an actor and a a dancer and and someone that's auditioning you have to be versatile you have to be able to do whatever it takes that's going to fit in the little gaps so already like in terms of jobs like whenever whenever I start a new job and I tell people oh yeah I used to do this they just can't gauge like how did you used to be working in a bar and then how did you be a receptionist and how did you used to be working in Hamlet's and how did you be working like literally it's crazy like it's crazy so I feel like anyway there's already that element that surrounds it because most people that work in you know auditions are gonna be in the middle of the day you need a job that's gonna let you do four hours here and then come back later and do another four hours there or whatever so I've always had that sort of like random versatility when it comes to my jobs and then when it comes to like the extra things I want to do hundred percent I definitely feel like people are like here we go again, because I'm like, right, okay, I'm going to go travel, you know live in Australia for a year and go travel, then I'm going to go to New Zealand, then I'm going to go live in London, I'm going to be back in Leicester, go back to London, go back to Leicester, go back to London. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm all over the place. So I feel like, for me, it's, kind of, it's part of me and it's part of my personality. But for the people that are you know if they're not that way inclined they must just be looking on and thinking what is going on over there <laughs> like what is all of this so of yes. course when i come out with a new idea a new vlog a new blog a new whatever people are just like oh, what is it now like seriously and it does i guess there's an element of it where I guess sometimes I feel a bit embarrassed like if I'm doing something new or trying something new I'm like oh gosh like what are people going to be thinking but if I know that it's something that's going to help me or get me further and I'm going to learn from it and actually it's what I want to do then it doesn't matter you really need to like make a conscious effort to care less about what people think
1: definitely I think it's fully just about owning it like obviously I wasn't a performer but my undergrad at King's was in linguistics and everyone that I was studying with either did like speech and language therapy or or whatever they went into, kind of like these more academic careers. And then I went into fitness instructing because I was always sporty, loved fitness my whole life. And in the beginning, I felt really insecure and was like, you know, and I think even my mom said to me like, oh, like, why are you doing that when your degree is in linguistics? And I was like, "Mom, like, just <laughs> let me be. This is yeah. what I'm doing now. Like, and um, and then obviously started my blog and then that kind of made me feel a bit better because it was like tied more into fitness and into like writing and academia and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then obviously yeah, I started the business, started working in different places, started teaching cycling, which obviously Sully all know, like I'm not a cyclist. I'm a <laughs> oh wow! just so for a little while I had a bit of a like. Oh, but does that make sense? Are people gonna like, do I look confused? Or and then I was like, do you know what? This is what I do. Like these are all like the aspects of my identity, and doing these jobs and these roles help me like be who I am and who I want to be, and help me in like my journey and stuff. So I started being like, yeah, I write a blog. Like I'm what I do this I what <laughs> just kind of. Yeah, just owning it. And ultimately, I think people are like, oh, she does all of these random different things. But I get it because she gets it. So,
2: <laughs> ties in, you know, in some ways, like you said, it's completely, it's all aspects of your personality. I would go mad if I was only doing one thing. And if there was just one thing that I was only ever working towards, because... That's a long road, you know, I feel like I, I'm, I like to be stimulated by different things. and I like to sort of switch focus. So for me, it works for my personality because it keeps me sort of always on this little rotation of like, what can I do now? What can I do next? And it, it just works for me. And whereas some people I do think would probably be overwhelmed by it. And I kind of looked at myself from that perspective, but I was like, but that's not who I am. And that's not the kind of people that I probably would be, you know, interacting with when it comes to this kind of stuff anyway. So let's forget about that. Let's focus on what I want to do. Definitely. Yeah. I always think like as well, like why we're all like we've got we've got no
0: kids and we've got like I feel like I get this from like my sister who's got two. She's always like, so at your age I had two. She's like, do everything now and just trial and error and trial and error. And I'm like, you're so right. Like we've got this time to just be who we want to be and like, get things right, get things wrong. You know, if you try and you f- I, don't, I don't like to say try and fail. Cause I don't think trying something, if you don't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't think that's a failure. But If you try things and then decide, actually, I don't, I don't get joy from that anymore. I'm going to try something else. There's no failure in that. Like we, we don't have any dependence that we have to like, you know, I'm not thinking I've got to, you know, make this, you know, these kids eat whatever and give them a great life or blah, blah, blah. This is me not speaking in full sentences all over again. <laughs> but yeah so I don't basically I don't have any dependents yeah I just have myself and I'm like living for me so until like until that part of my life comes like I think I'd look back and be like why didn't I do why didn't I do more I even think now sometimes and I've, I've had a great 20s but I feel like yeah. I look back and I'm like oh I wish I did so much more I wish I did so much more and I'm like Sully your life isn't over you can do sure I'll do so much more do you know what I mean
2: I completely agree and I get it obviously you know we're at the age now I've got friends with kids and family members with kids and all of them pretty much say the same thing. I think at the beginning when we're all quite young, everyone's like, "Oh, you need to do this, you need to do this. And you know, things just, that just wasn't my path. I wasn't supposed to settle down at that young age and I was meant to have these different experiences and they've all kind of helped me become who I am today and helped me realize what I do want out of life and what I don't want out of life. And I feel like if if you're not going to do it now and you're not going to experiment now, then there's no better time to do it because it's only going to get harder when, when you have got the securities of a mortgage or, you know, you've got the kids, you know, it's not impossible of course, but it's just going to make it that bit harder. So while it's easy, you know, I can live off beans and toast if I have to, <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I don't really want to do that when I've got all the other stuff to look after. So I definitely think that if there's ever a time to sort of do the trial and error, it's now the easy yeah. years yeah. to sort of like figure out what it is that you want and make the most of it and kind of, take little you know parts of what you've done and what you've kind of liked about them what you haven't liked about them to gear what it is you want to go for next
1: definitely i think like your 20s are your like years to take risks because like you said if, if you don't have dependence and you have like the least amount of responsibility like this is the time where you just need to like go for it don't let your fear of failure hold you back because when you're older and you do have more responsibility there's so much more to lose so you're so much less likely to to put your everything into something yeah so I think now even like somebody asked me the other day um like oh how did you like actually put your business out there though like um you know how did you feel like like putting it into the world and I was like obviously I felt vulnerable because it's something that I worked hard on and you do kind of worry like oh I hope this is going to be successful and all these things but at the end of the day, like, if I just kept it to myself, then what good is that going to be? Like, you know, I just do it. And I know that I've put the work in. And if, you know, everything that I've planned comes true, then it's going to be fine. Um, But yeah, I just wouldn't want to get to the point where I do have a family and I do have mortgage and everything that you were talking about. And, um, and then I'm like, oh, now I've got to risk it all. Now I need to leave my job and, you know, all those, all those things. So it's definitely just like, just be brave like while you have the luxury like to be basically
0: 100 yeah. percent. i think that's the like the main message here really and i think as well I've, even if you have got kids and you feel like oh my god I like these things like writing a blog or like just taking an hour every day. i know it's not easy and i can't talk from a person that does have kids and just have things Yeah. If, even if you we have such a pressure of like keeping up with what we have started and i think even if you post like one blog every six months because that's what you've got time for
2: yeah
0: just do it, like, just do it, because, like, you never know when that one blog is someone's going to go, wow, that, like, helped me so much, or, like you said, it's made your life easier, Mm -hmm. and so I think, as well, like, like I say, we have got the time now, well, we haven't got much to, we're busy girls, but, you know, I mean, like, (laughs) we have more time than a lot of the people, and we can say, okay, I'm going to try and do this every so often, but if you can't, and if you miss a, you know, the release date that you said you were going to release, and just be like, sorry, guys, it's coming out when I'm ready, like, like you said, we're all human, and, um, there's so many people that get to like their deathbeds and think I had so many ideas. And it's just, it's just actually, I'm um, at that point now, I'm like, that's not going to be me. Like, yeah. if I don't make it to where I want to be, it's its not going to be through fault of trying anyway.
2: Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And you've got to put yourself out there. And as, as scary as it is, and you know, I, I was even saying to my boyfriend the other day because, um, obviously what's gone on has kind of opened the eyes of a lot of people and are wanting to get more conversations from black people, which is great because I think that, you know, there are, there are so many opportunities that are out there and we're not necessarily top of the list, like we've got to be honest, like it's not always kind of like, yeah let's go down this avenue. So I feel like there's been a bit of a spotlight which has been great but it's also been you know, quite scary. I've had people that reach out to me and say, right, shall we have a conversation about race live on Instagram? And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, Are you joking? And one of my old dance teachers, I went to, um, I went uni and she messaged me and was like, look, you know, as as a lecturer, I feel like I've got a responsibility in this arena, you know, we've got a lot of people that are uh, in, in a sort of, in the spotlight of everybody of the world. And we want to make sure that they're the people that are going to kind of carry this message for us. And she was like, I would love to talk about it. And your experiences, your family experiences live on Instagram. And like I said, sometimes I need people to ask me to do things in order to keep that commitment. Because sometimes if I say to myself, oh, you know what? I'm going to do a live video today and talk about this. I could so easily not do that live video because it's only a commitment I've made with myself. But when I've made that commitment with someone else and we've planned it, like this podcast, for example, it helps me get out of my comfort zone a little bit more. So I'm listening to those opportunities a bit more and I'm open to those opportunities way more than I would have been a few years ago like I wouldn't have even dreamed of it you know like I wouldn't have even dreamed of going live and having that kind of conversation and that was amazing you know I went on um, Instagram and I spoke about my experiences a lot of her students messaged and said you know thank you so much for saying that because there's conversations that were within that that they wouldn't even ask their friends because they were uncomfortable about asking and you know we're talking so openly about it and when you know that it's helping other people then everything else got out the window you know it, it doesn't really matter how uncomfortable you feel in that moment because you've helped someone understand a little bit more about what's going on in your world yeah and also I'm part of, I'm in a travel group on um, Facebook and it's got like a million people in it, like it's the biggest Facebook group I'm in. And um, they always talk about, you know, travel and women in travel and safe travel, that kind of thing. And they said, you know, look, we're looking for black women to talk about their experience. You can talk about experiences traveling or just, you know, tell us some stories, but we want to shine a spotlight on you to go live within this group. A million people in this group, like, are you joking? <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to apply for it because it was like an application process. And then if, they say they'll pick me I'll do it and that that was a commitment I made to myself normally I would have just scrolled right past that and been like that's nice Not me. <laughs> but I was like I need to I'm never going to get anywhere unless I make myself a bit uncomfortable so I decided to obviously go live in that group again lots of incredible messages lots of people that were really interested in I talked about my experiences working and traveling abroad and stuff and you know you there's always someone even if it feels like you know you've written this blog and you've got nothing from it there's always someone that will take something away from that whether you know it or not isn't always relevant but there's mm-hmm. someone that goes all oh, right I remember that well that's a nice message I needed to hear that today you know
1: yeah And I think um yeah definitely on the topic of speaking about race I think it's also about getting comfortable with making or allowing other people to feel uncomfortable so when I was a lot younger I really cared about like saving face and keeping up appearances and not imposing on anyone and I wouldn't want to say anything controversial or or correct anyone in case it made them upset or anything like this and as I grew up it's like no like these are like necessary conversations um and You know, sometimes it just, it needs to be said and whether that person feels uncomfortable or not is like, you know, that's if they take it that way, that's how it is. But these things need to be spoken about in order for anything to progress. And I think it's nice that we're in more of a spotlight now. And I hope that it does continue and I hope it wasn't just like a little bit of a phase, Um, but it's just like holding people accountable. And I know like me and Sula, like with our workplace, um, you know, kind of just yeah having those conversations and and making people aware that um this is a normal thing to talk about it's like political and personal and economic and everything and it affects us and everybody in a big way and uh like you said applying for those positions we don't always need to be a spokesperson i don't think we have like a responsibility to, 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 to you know like a duty to um to hold people to account but i think that taking those opportunities and sometimes sharing our experiences, even if it makes us feel uncomfortable or makes other people, it's just like, you know, it's gonna help us and help them. So yeah, well done for applying. <laughs>
2: yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Putting stuff out there. It's not- I never different. would have done that in the beginning though. It's about sort of like all these little steps. It's like a ladder, isn't it? Like you do, you yeah. post the first thing, you know, you write your long, your first long blog. Like I could never have gone from without doing that to that. It's all these little steps and putting myself out there and feeling uncomfortable that allowed me to then, be comfortable being uncomfortable and obviously you know we experience things and you know fair enough we're probably used to it which isn't the best thing but you know we've experienced things that have you know racially degraded us and that's been uncomfortable for us so me telling you about it like be uncomfortable because it happened to me and I was on the other end of that so it's about not being afraid to tell people how you really feel because you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable you felt uncomfortable in the first place if the conversation makes them feel uncomfortable let's be uncomfortable together and let's move on
0: 100%. I think when you talk about putting yourself out there it's not always in the state of like a business or um a blog it's just talking about how you feel and I think yeah. yes at the moment we're in the middle of a movement and I hope it continues but sometimes you do have to utilize on the time where people are listening and yeah. because um, somebody said something about like people jumping on the bandwagon trying to talk about their stories and I was like black people have been on the bandwagon their whole bloody life are you joking but I was like if we we use in this time obviously my first podcast yes. was about race and I really wanted to make it about like our own experiences with it because I thought everyone's seen what's happening on the news there's a lot of that on Instagram whereas like you say it isn't our place to always like speak for everybody but I think if people do want to speak then we should be heard first it should be for us to speak and if we say actually no actually I don't want to talk about it then yeah mm-hmm. our allies should step up like let's give an opportunity and talk about it um but yeah like it's it, this is the time when people are listening, so you've got to use it. And I hope people still continue to listen. But in this time, we're in the middle of this movement, we can make such a difference to the way people feel in the future. So I think, yeah, like if you want to talk about it, then like do it. Like, <laughs> this is the time
2: exactly. okay. we've been having these conversations for years. You know, this isn't anything new, it's just that these conversations have happened in small pieces in different capacities. You know, there have been little fires that have been lit up, and you know, it's never kind of evolved into this huge movement. It's never got this big before. And if it has got this big, it's for a reason. And I'm hoping that, you know, it has to get to this in order for things to change and for people to really understand, because clearly all the things that, you know, we've looked at over the years that I've thought, oh, you know, surely people have seen that and noticed things. People hadn't noticed. People literally hadn't noticed. Mm. So I'm glad that people have been able to notice now and we can bring things up that, you know, have happened in the past because, I mean, I was watching, um, what was I watching the other day? uh dear white people the other day i love it it's amazing on netflix and within that you know they're talking about police brutality and this has been out for years it's not like this has only just happened now so i'm just i'm hoping that this is a continuous movement and while obviously i know that not everything keeps that same heightened sort of level you know i hope that people do still remember the message that's behind it even if the hashtag's gone you know um so yeah
0: okay guys do you have any final
2: words for anyone that's thinking about putting themselves out there my advice would just be to go for it like I know that it sounds it sounds easier said than done because like I said I thought that oh yeah if I can write a caption on you know Facebook I can write a blog yeah no problem no it's definitely much harder because my, I mean for me because I like to write and I'm passionate about it it's um it's really precious to me you know putting my words out there for the world to see it's really personal um but at the same time there's someone else that feels the same way that you do and there's someone else that kind of needs to hear your message and just kind of relate to and so I definitely think that if you are thinking about you know starting a business or you're thinking about starting a group or a community or wanting to write a blog or do a vlog whatever it is and the only way that you're going to learn and like Courtney said like you can go and sit in a lecture hall and learn until the cows come home but until you actually physically do something like you won't learn the lesson. so it's trial and error you know people are forgiven if you make a mistake if you say the wrong thing if you spell something wrong you know (laughs) get over it and we can move on and we can learn from it so that would be my advice yeah
1: and um i have a few do's and don'ts so i'll start with the don'ts (laughs) um i feel like don't try to do everything at once um don't expect the results to come to you And don't aim too low. So, like, don't shrink yourself down because you feel like other people don't understand your vision or your message. So, you need to make it seem like, oh, this isn't really a small business. This is just like a little thing that I'm doing. It's like, no, if if you're trying to make this a career, like, own it. Like, don't aim low. And then the do's are work hard and smart, prioritize and enjoy the process. That's what I'd say.
0: 100%. So good. Yeah, fab. Mine's just do it, do it for the love like don't do it for the likes or the followers, you need to do it and it, the the rewards will come and the rewards are not always followers, even money. It's, it's a, like an inner reward. And I think, yeah, it just, it's just great. I just think just do it like, and also, you know what, even if you do something and it didn't go very well, you know, honestly in a week's time, everyone's gonna forget you ever did that. Like no yeah. one's gonna care anyway. It's not like they're gonna be talking about it in like 2025, Like, oh my God, she wrote that book ages ago. You know, it is, it is what it is. So yeah, just just do it. I think we've all, like, I think we've all, we're all on the same boat there, aren't we? Yeah. We've okay. all did it, and none of us
2: regret it.
1: No. <laughs> Not at sure. all.
2: Mistakes, ah. you know what? It happens. You yeah. learn from the mistakes, and it, it helps you up level up to the next sort of level you need to get to.
0: Yeah. Well, girls, thank you. This is so, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Courtney Chermelin, um Honestly, check out their blogs, check out the pages. I will put your Instagram handles here anyway. But thank you so much for giving me your time and honestly, all the success.